The heat, the hot summer sun, beats down on us. And in my empty mind, a question echoes. Where do we begin? It's the first podcast of the summer, baby. Welcome to Where Do We Begin? My name is Wayne. I'm Trog. I'm Balp. I'm Gur. Um, I'm, and... uh, I'm... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and... I'm a special spe- guest. Uh, <laughs> our special summer guest. <laughs> We've he got goes by one name. <laughs> Scorpio. And, and we my my special guest appearance, Scorpy. <laughs> Woo! Welcome. They call him Scorpy the Summer Sprite because his appearance marks the beginning of summer. He's sort of like a like a elvic entity. The solstice sprite. I'm more of a seven up person. Are you? Is anyone? Is that the thing? What's a summer? What? What's a summer sprite? I don't know. It's like a little gremlin that tells you if summer is going on. Uh, no, it's nothing. This is a co- Wait, this is a new concept that summer sprite has created right now. Come on. <laughs> There's no. That, that's not anything, Scorpy. I'm real worried. I need to find out what that is. Let me ask you this question: uh, Is there anyone on Earth that prefers seven up to sprite? Me. Nope. Me. Because the you seven just up- said that, Scorpy, but are you telling a joke? No. You really <laughs> like 7-Up more? The 7-Up logo has a little red ball on it. It's more interesting than the Sprite logo, which is just like but you a- mean, you're talking about Cool Spot. Yeah. He has a name. That's like a guy. Yeah, I don't know why they, like, show his- Oh, shit, that's right. Oh, they're the same. He's very disrespectful <laughs> to the brand. We're sponsored. Cool Spot- I'm so sorry, You know, it's kind of weird that Cool Spot always shows his ass to the camera. Like, uh, his face is always facing away from the logo. I think that just shows how 7-Up is, like, the sexy soda, you know? like Is it an ass without mm-hmm. a crack? <laughs> That's a question contemplated by philosophers for years. That's a question for the ages. That's the question I brought as a special guest. That's what I ri- wrote down, so... Is it an ass without a crack? I mean, without a crack, can it poop? No. No. Cool Spot has a mouth. Unless it, like, seeps through the pores, like a... That's a question that didn't need to be asked. Does he eat? They still make seven up, right? Yeah, yeah. I buy no, it. They stopped. Scorpy sounds offended. <laughs> <laughs> I buy it, man. Come on. In the nineties and early two thousands, they were pushing seven up so hard through like advertising campaigns, and like I haven't, I don't think I remember the last time I've seen a seven up ad. They like gave up. No, they sold it all. There's none left. They kind of did. They kind of just hope that you remember that they exist and that you just buy it while you're there. Yeah. 7-Up to me was just the soda that my grandma bought and yeah. didn't drink. I don't know why she bought it. <gasps> my parents would buy some. It would be one of those things where my parents would buy some of them. They'd be like, it's just as good as Sprite. She, but like, but it's not any cheaper. So what? Why? Like, it's not, it's not like it's a value brand. It's equally priced to Sprite. You go to supermarket and they have a sale on 7-Up instead of Sprite. So you get 7-Up instead. And- I go into the soda aisle and I look to the right on the aisle and I see on the shelf 7-Up and I see the left of it Sprite and I say, well, I saw the 7-Up first and I grab the 7-Up. I personally don't care. I, I'll drink either one just as easily. I honestly think 7-Up, it's not bad, but Wait, Sprite is better. I was... I was in on the bit at first, but are we actually saying that there is a difference in the taste between Sprite and 7-Up? Because I disagree. I think they taste probably the exact same. I feel feel better. Taste test. Do do me a blind taste test on the next stream. You feel better? I feel better drinking 7-Up. 
So Scorpy is positing that there is not a taste difference, but perhaps some sort of like spiritual link yeah. that he personally shares with Seven Up that makes him feel better. Seven Up has school has cool spot. Sprite doesn't have a cool video game for the Sega Genesis. Right? That's true. Sprite's boring as shit. Seven Up so does. So should that be the audience question of the week? Go do a taste. Go, uh, you listener. Uh, go do if you if you want to go do a taste test between Sprite and Seven Up and tell us which one you like. I, but see, I think that's gonna, you you're gonna to, get do you're gonna get biased opinions there. Here's what I think it should be: go buy a Seven Up, go buy a Sprite, take the labels off both of them, mix them up so that you don't know which one is which, and see if you can tell the difference. Shake them. That's scientific. Combine them in the same cup and see if you can tell the difference. I don't. Well, okay. I didn't say that. The scientific thing to do, Trog, would be to dump it into a glass, like completely unlabeled glass. Nope, because then the glass will affect the taste. You have, get, you have to get. You have to get. You have to get twelve twelve can boxes. You got to drink it from a golden spoon. You have to get two twelve can boxes of each one. We all know they don't use uh, glass vessels in chemistry because it affects the chemicals. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look. Look at what happened to Mister White. I mean, do you see what happens to glass under heat? It melts. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah you don't want to do that. You're right. Just like butter. And sodas are traditionally boiling hot, so... I put a cold glass in hot water and it broke. You're so... telling me you've never had a cold Dr. Pepper? Well, we all know you can't boil things in, in glass vessels either. That's They don't do that in chemistry. They don't. This it'll, is it'll break. Cast. It'll break. You know, what better, what better topic for the summer other than ice-cold beverages? You know? Uh, I would say any topic as long as... It doesn't ice cold go back ice into cream. polar seltzer because we already did that bit last month, so we can't do that again. What's your favorite? What's what's your what's your favorite <laughs> summer treat? I don't like ice cream. I just like ice cream. Well, that was immediate, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Scorpy. I like Scorpy as a guest on the podcast because he's not on every episode. I think this. Is I like Scorpy's Scorpy second, too. This is Scorpy's second appearance, but I love <laughs> all the conflict Scorpy brings, and it's preemptive. <laughs> Scorpy didn't say that as a reaction to Trog. Scorpy said it first. Scorpy hates ice cream and then Trog said... Ice cream makes me feel high. I don't like it. Whoa. What? What kind of ice cream are you eating? <laughs> You're the one who says you enter, like, a, like a special state after you eat more than one Oreo. You yeah, like, I, like after eating an Oreo, I feel like I could feel it through my veins, and I feel, like, he- heightened. Are you just, like, hypersensitive to sugar? Is that what it is? Probably. I could have like I'll have like one soda and I feel like I feel like the seven up running through you my veins faster. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's good for you. you. I mean, like honestly, we're the unhealthy ones. You have like the normal amount of sugar. Where you're you're healthy. We're, we're the unhealthy ones. Perhaps. So I think as well. Uh, well, hold on now. Before I change the subject, I, did we get Summer. all of the jokes out about drinks, or do we want to do want to keep talking about drinks for a little while longer? What? Because I I can change the subject, but I just want to make sure we got all the the no. drink jokes out. I don't have anything else to say, but don't change the subject because I'm going to think of something. In a- all right. So the the rest of this podcast will be a, about forty five minutes of silence. Um. Uh. How many? Ice cubes. All right, I'm. We're, I'm segueing. So no, no, it's good it. that we got Scorpy in on this episode specifically because we just the did summer. something. We have we have famed director Scorpy Sockpens Bellenhausen here in the studio to talk about his latest director directorial uh, work, uh, Game Clam yep. Two. Dr- oh, 
Yeah, that one. What, wait, which one were you going to talk about? What have you been the doing new, that I didn't know a, about? A Jurassic Park. I made a dr- whole Jurassic Park film. What? Yeah. It's called Jurassic well, Park. Cool. Called Jurassic Studios. Uh, summer fun. I was just going to talk about Game Clan, but if you want to talk about Jurassic World, Park. colon, summer fun. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no death at all. The dinosaurs have fun, and the humans... The park, like, works. The park yeah, functions as intended. Nobody breaks out of their cages. It's park footage, you know? It's just going to Universal Studios yeah. at that point. Uh, for a moment, I thought you were going to say, oh yeah, I made my own Jurassic Park film. It's called Jurassic World. <laughs> That would be no. crazy if Scorpio was actually secretly the the like shadow director of Jurassic World. I would like that'd be. Awesome. I might as well have been because directing it. I wrote that shit. <laughs> I'd question why you made such a bad film. No, it was yeah. pretty good. I think that film was bad unless Scorpio made it, and then it was great. Yeah, that's my opinion on a lot of movies I watch. <laughs> Jurassic World put me to sleep. <laughs> this is bad unless I was directly involved. This is bad, but if I'd made it, it would be good. <laughs> yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah uh the game clam stuff that we did at the time of this recording it was a week ago we had to push this recording back because we were all busy uh can you believe it folks this is the second podcast that we have recorded on a predetermined schedule it's crazy we are making new strides we're becoming professionals yeah and it's the first podcast of the summer (laughs) really making sure that we let everybody know that this is the first podcast of the summer (gasps) Woo! Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I want to say that Scorpy, I really enjoy working for you. Uh, however, I do like how every time we do one of these (laughs) things, it's always like a week before you want to do it. You're like, what if we just like did this complex production and then just like (laughs) did it in a week? It's not always a week. I think this one. So... The timeline that I remember is we were planning, we were, like, in the beginning stages of planning it, but then, like, we stopped to actually watch E3, and then we got so many ideas from E3 that, like, so many things changed, so it felt like we had a week to do everything. Yeah, it was, like, we started, we started talking about stuff, like, before all the E3 stuff, and then we just didn't do anything during E3, and afterwards we changed a few things, but... Yeah, and then yeah, and we had so many ideas after we watched E3 that we were like, we have to strike while the iron's hot, so we had a week to do it, everything. We saw the, the Devolver conference, and we're like, here's things to avoid. See, okay. Here's what we want to avoid. <laughs> we, definitely when we do large productions, we tend to uh, to work, uh, work as close to the, the, the striking hour as possible. Uh, this one was a was a whole new level of that <laughs> where like we had we we were finishing videos for the for the conference like the within of. the hour that it actually was going to yeah. air. The suit that I wore showed up like two hours before the show started. There was a lot of moving parts that were continuously in motion pretty much up until I want to say probably 15 minutes before we actually before went live. Yeah, I remember I remember the green screen wasn't tested until 20 minutes before the show. And you found and you found out that it was reflecting the <laughs> Yeah. Well it was tested, just not with my suit. Just not with my golden suit. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because it's actually very funny. So <laughs> this is the first time Wayne has a pretty good green screen setup in his new place. And this was the first time mm-hmm. where um we could actually do like a production where me and Wayne were in the same room together. Um Ooh. which is pretty cool. Um 
So we, we, he had the green screen all set up. I came over. I have like my PC. I, I set all that stuff up. We test out the green screen. Put it on it's the like, famous Pepper's table. Yeah, we like, yeah, it was on the Pepper's table, which was cool. I felt like it's I was a part of this. Holes and stains. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it, I think, I think a production, you got to just have like some really shitty, nasty tech somewhere in there that's like too, too outdated. But, um, mm-hmm. so we tested the green screen and we were like, Oh wow, this this actually looks great. Like with the lighting and and the like, because Wayne went from doing a green screen in his tiny ass bedroom. Back My in old Connecticut. green screen setup was me taking a large metal pole, running it through the the loop in the green screen, and then like. I have it bolted to the ceiling with like fisherman hooks. The it, it was terrible. It was awful. I maybe had like six feet of clearance between where the green screen was and the computer, and it was just it was a nightmare. The and we were basically like we were doing it with the worst possible setup and making the best of it. And now it's like much closer to a real professional setup. Uh, um, the we have tons of clearance. We have multiple white lights, three lights for left, right, and middle. We could the, have two for, camera for ultimate angles shadow either. elimination. Multiple camera angles, uh room to move, but but there was one very specific issue that neither me nor Wayne thought about or caught until it was already too late to fix it. <laughs> which is to set this up Wayne had the idea to buy a solid gold suit for this character like not, that no, was planned not real far gold. in advance it was like, right you know, gold material no solid gold it's it's gold carrot plated yeah. yeah you know what i mean so Wayne wanted to wear a gold suit which is a really good I had idea. The idea that, that the Mr. That the Mr. White character experienced a glow up, not from the sales of the game clam one, but we had the idea that it would be through the earnings of slot machine games on the game clam two, which, which is essentially a big fucking that. scam. Yeah. The, uh, so we, we wanted to put him in like, I wanted to get a crazy ass suit and put a gem on his head. And I, and I luckily found on sale at Coles.com a golden suit. I was like, Shout Oh, this out. is perfect. Uh, Shout the out sizes Coles. were like, <laughs> The the sizes were uniform for the whole suit. Like it just gave me a number and said like, okay, this is the size of the suit, and it didn't cor- It only corresponded to like the the jacket. So I was just guessing whether or not the pants would fit. So I just ordered the one that I thought would work, and I most it was a little tight, but I mostly got it to fit. Uh, and then we got in front of the green screen, and I was a ghost. It turns <laughs> out that a reflective material is not suitable for chroma keying. Because you will reflect the green off of the chroma, <laughs> off of the green screen onto the suit. So this was about twenty minutes before we were supposed to go live, and I'm sitting there like fiddling with every knob that I have available. Like I, ca- he's a he's a ghost. I cannot get him to chroma key <laughs> properly anymore. How did we not consider this a problem? So. We it ended up being pretty bad. It looked pretty shitty, but I think that. The nice thing about the kind of productions that we put on is that if it looks shitty, we can always just pretend like it adds to the comedy. The best thing about that was that moment happened 20 minutes before it was supposed to go live. Yeah. So like that, the put on the suit, suit go in front of the green screen, and all I hear is, you're a ghost. You're a ghost. <laughs> and I couldn't see what was happening. I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> we, we had two angles. We had the main one, which was with my high-grade my high like Sony camera. 
Uh, and then we had the other one, which was just my old webcam. And on the old webcam, it was even worse. Yeah. Originally, that shot didn't have a background. It was just a black void. And honestly, I thought it looked amazing. Like, it was, like, scary. The <laughs> Me, like, just me, this, like, phantom hovering in a void. But we ended up putting the the uh, the big conference screen background behind me, yeah. which maybe was not the right choice, but it was great either way. Biggest lesson from the Game Clam 2 show, uh, more than a week of prep. See. Also. And Dude. no and no reflective materials on the green screen. That's what we learned. Before you input anything else, Wayne, I do have to I I was not involved in this project at all. But I did realize something uh afterwards where Bulb had his little monologue at the start and uh he mentioned that there was one tanner ball. Oh yeah. And I got to him afterwards like did you talk about this kid that I knew when I was young on purpose? <laughs> And Bob goes, no, I just also knew somebody named Tanner Ball. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Tanner Ball is all over the world. East coast to west coast. So, yeah. It's universal. R- rule number one and two, no reflective surfaces, you know, but no, yada, yada, no yada. Uh, rule suits. number three, do not hot glue a plastic gem to a rubber <laughs> ball right. cap. There was a lot of costuming errors made mere minutes before we went live. Belp introduced Belp introduced the show with his with Hef Keeley's uh, little little discussion about the the pre show with the patent leaks and all that. And while that was happening, I was resting my legs and sitting down because I was going to be standing for the next hour and a half. Uh-huh. And uh, we were sitting there watching you. And then all of a sudden, I just feel like like all of a sudden, I look down and the gems on the floor. And uh, and I'm and I like Charles doesn't notice it. And I just I just hears me go like, oh my god, uh, the gem. We lost the gem. We lost the gem. And, and and this was like, Balp was literally wrapping up, and I was like, oh my god, Balp, if you could hear me, please hold on for a minute. And I run out of the room, and I hear in my headphones Balp going, all right, and we're going to move on. The show's about to begin, folks. And I run into my kitchen, and I grab shipping tape, and I bundle it up in a ball and just stick it on my forehead, slap the gem on there. Uh, it held, and no one noticed that there that there was just tape underneath it, apparently. The... Uh, and it didn't fall out through the entire show. It, however, the, the new, the new, the new uh, adhesion method and the placement did make it kind of look like hair in the in oh, the yeah. in the camera shot that we had. Yeah. Like, like from far away, it looked like I had a blue mohawk. It was really weird, <laughs> but it didn't really matter. We got the effect. I love that. Like the the inclusion of the gem on Mister White's forehead was so important. We could not go on with the production without it. Absolutely there. Like, not. We had to get that gem on his forehead. <laughs> there would have been even more questions when we got to the celebrity slideshow. I mean, absolutely not, because that is like for for I mean, I mean, for context, for even even if you've after even after you've seen it for context, like the yeah. gag was that like they're rich and, and they're not just they're not just like wearing jewelry or wearing fancy clothes, like. Like the I I at some point we had the idea while we were just sitting down brainstorming one night like what if all these celebrities started getting like these dangerous experimental body modifications <laughs> and they were everyone's just embedding gems into their bodies yeah. into their eyes <laughs> exactly <laughs> so that was great it's, it's all too that stuff funny to to give up but thank God thank God I've worked enough like jobs and corporate settings to be able to fill dead air like i've done enough presentations in college and work to be able to like fill dead air with just garbage because i i like once i realized like i did i realized like 
oh, we're not cutting away from me. I better just keep talking. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kept talking. Thank you. I remember that. I remember that moment so well because I was like, it was a weird situation where like, like Trog and Wayne couldn't hear me if I spoke, but I could hear them. And Bob couldn't hear anyone, so I was just like stuck there listening, and all I hear is, all I hear is, oh my god, lost the gem. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> Basically, any time I was hearing something from there, and I couldn't tell what was happening. So we we just, could hey. hear you. We could hear you through the Discord. Okay. No, Trog could hear you. I, I oh couldn't. no, yeah, yeah. Only I could, as the producer. Wayne could not. Could not hear you. We we have we had kind of a complex setup going on, as we always do. I had the intuition that if they weren't cutting away from me, then I need to kill time for for one reason or another. <laughs> That's what I, I can always trust on Balp to fill time when I'm, like, trying to get the next thing going. So, thank you very much, Balp. You did an excellent job at filling time. Yes. And I want to say that, um, like, we, I mean, this this is pretty well known, but, like, we don't really script anything out. Like, we had a rough rough outline of what we wanted to happen but pretty much everything else is just completely improv so it's always fun to like you know kind of like by the seat of our pants try to fly through that stuff like trying to look at the script and also trying to come up with jokes and being like okay uh we have to hit these points but we don't we didn't like write down what they mean so we're like trying to interpret <laughs> our own jokes that we made like a week and a half ago it's it's very confusing i mean it makes it really fun because like for example like me having to look at logs drawings and talk about them is great yeah and like the outline that was just one line <laughs> like, yeah i feel like yeah. i feel like our i feel like our group thrives on shit like that the outline that will have single jokes written down that need to be said no matter what that completely contradict everything else that was said, <laughs> such yeah. as the very important note that I must say in the game clam to Slim is not a console. It's <laughs> not a console. <laughs> and it's not an ATM. Well, I never said that. Oh, that's true. You that's, never did in... say it's not an ATM. You just said it's not a console. That was in the one of the one of the videos. It just said at the bottom it's not an ATM. That if you, want, if, you want, if, if you want to make me laugh that is like that that is my favorite part of the whole presentation like i love it when it's like i love like i love it when it veers into like bullshit slapstick to, like almost to the point where it almost is bullshit slapstick where it's like it's so clearly an atm and for someone to just look at the camera and say like it's not an atm <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's fucking. Like, that that's like me. that's Will I Am like saying that yeah. his watch is not a watch. It's not a watch. That joke was lifted a... from reality. That yeah, that joke was not a joke originally. <laughs> yeah, look up look up Will I Am Pulse watch interview and just slot. yeah have it have some fun. Will I Am Pulse? Yeah, there's a slot to put your credit card, but it's not your ATM. It's not. It's not. It's got a number pad, but it's not an ATM. Does an ATM have a jump and swear button? No. They no, should. Exactly. An ATM gives you money. <laughs> well, the game Clam Slim does give you money. It makes you rich with money. Somehow. We did it. <laughs> if you win. Actually, the entire design of the controller is the opposite of that. So I, it was never it's thought true. about more than that. <laughs> we put money in, but it doesn't come out. <laughs> We, like, forgot that feature. We never explained how you get your earnings from Grand Theft Auto 6. Because it's a scam. Because it's yeah. a scam. You just put in your money and you never get it back. That's the that's the genius. The guy comes to your house and takes it. 
the way I imagined it is that if you buy a game, if you buy, like, say you buy this thing and you get it set up, like, it comes with money already in it. You know, like any ATM would. So let's say you you actually win. Like, you would, yeah, you would get money taken out and then, like, a technician would come in and, and replace it with more money. Which, by the way, I, I, like, I don't remember if it was me or someone else, but, like, that's great because, like, What's the scariest feature for a video game console to have? Uh, a stranger has to come to your house once a month. <laughs> yeah. When you're not home. Yeah, when you're not home. I feel like earlier in the writing process, if you want to call it that, for, for this production, we went way more in-depth on like how the machine would work and stuff. And then by the time that we actually did the thing like all of those plot points had been completely dropped from the from the outline <laughs> Not so like because like the reason yeah because the whole reason that mr white had a gold suit and like why it was an atm is like we were gonna go really hard in the direction of like this is like a slot machine basically like we're, we're selling you a slot machine but by the time we did the production we didn't really have anything in the script that talked about that so we just vaguely alluded to the fact that like yeah you can make money with this and it's like how that doesn't make any sense (laughs) that was that was a conscious decision because i remember like beforehand uh there was like there there was a lot of there were a lot of like bullet points about how this thing is like just a just a gambling machine or a slot machine and then i saw the devolver presentation which was just them being like we're rich and we want to make more money and i was like that's not very funny so i removed half of them half of the bullet (laughs) points to make it seem more like desperate and i was like okay that's 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 more interesting to me than a company just being like we have a lot of money and we want more i was like i want the company to be like we we need money (laughs) like just (laughs) something happened with the game clam one and we need money A joke sort of (laughs) dropped on the cutting room floor was the implication that Mr. White and the Game Clam Company was actually completely broke. Right, it was a sham. Yeah, we're like running out of money in the gameplay demo, and then yeah. like, and like the the camera cutting to me for like half a second, like scrambling to pick the money off off the floor (laughs) that I threw around. (laughs) Oh yeah, the gameplay demo is another thing I wanted to talk about in terms of just like stuff that we didn't think about before we actually hit the go live button was like okay it's written down in the script wayne's gonna do a gameplay demo perfect we'll do it just like we did uh with the first game clamp thing where we had him pretend to play smash brothers or whatever except this time he'll be facing the other way so that like the atm is is behind him (laughs) and we're all like okay yeah that's a great idea this is perfect and then like right before that segment starts i think about it's like he is facing a green screen he will not be able to see anything that's going on in the video wayne has not seen the video for the gameplay demo the gameplay demo video was completed like 20 minutes before we went live well okay but that's where you're half wrong that's where you're half wrong the we we were like a few hours before the production like people were like linking stuff that they wanted to show or put into the videos and i i had this video in my favorites of like epic war god uh latex muscle suit costume <laughs> nondescript video uh and i was like i just linked to this it was like gameplay demo question mark because was like yeah uh, so so i was under the impression that the gameplay demo was just gonna be that with like ui put over it 
so the gameplay demo starts. I turn around and I start playing, and I assume like, okay, that video that I showed him is playing now. All right, time to play the game. Yeah, and I'm like, initiate gameplay. I'm controlling Kratos, and I'm just like going hog wild with it right off the bat, and like I'm saying all the shit. And I turn around and I just see the words God of War loading. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a monitor off to the side for Wayne to look at, but he did have to like physically turn his body to be able to see yeah. it. So, which honestly makes it better, right? Because facing the audience it was so good i uh, yeah i remember yeah wayne linked that and i was like yeah i'll just put some ui on it and then i think after it was done i said oh by the way like there's gonna be like pop-ups in the video that you have to follow like instructions and, and it went quiet and then Chog's just like well he's gonna be looking at the green screen and i was just like <laughs> oh well you can just turn around <laughs> That's what we decided on. You know, an easy solution to that would have been to have me be, like, sideways to the ATM. We could have we just had it work yeah. in several yeah. different ways yeah. to make it yeah. work, but we didn't. We, we I was like funnier. It. I like it ten, ten times better having him turn yeah, around and look great. like it was look, the way we did looking it. over his shoulders scared. Yeah. <laughs> So during that segment, whenever you see Wayne, like, turn to his left a bunch and, like, wonder, what is he doing? That's exactly what he's doing, <laughs> is looking at our monitor so he can, like, figure out what's going on. I am, I'm receiving new information. For me, the funniest thing was when, so I turned, I turned and see the title screen. I'm like, oh, I'm not playing yet. The, and then music starts playing and I'm like, I'm like, okay, this, this must be the gameplay segment. I turn back around and I see the words loading again and, like... I I saw something behind the word loading, and I was like, oh, Scorpy did, like, a 3D render of, like, some, like, I don't know, some weird spiral, just some, like, generic loading screen animation. I was like, oh, what a beautiful loading screen, what great graphics. What I was actually looking at was me in the other perspective with, with our second camera angle. It was me, like, half faded in over yeah. the loading screen, and I didn't realize it was me. <laughs> I thought it was, like, a tree trunk, so I'm, like, complimenting myself in the loading screen. <laughs> My uh, my favorite part of that entire thing is at the very beginning when you, you're saying all that stuff, saying like, oh, we're at full health, but enemies will descend upon us. And you turn around <laughs> and you don't say anything and you look back and then you turn around again and you go, and you, you see like a tiny smile and you go, it appears gameplay has not started yet. And then it asks you for money. <laughs> but seeing that double take, I can see you like look at it and go, what the fuck? I was and, like, oh shit. And then like pause a little bit and look again to make sure that it's just a loading screen. Someone, someone pointed it out <laughs> afterwards, like after the show. And like, it ends up being good because it's like, yeah. E3 presentations used to be like that. You Someone used to go up on stage and, like, hold a controller and pretend to play. Yeah, I really like it because it's sort of, like, it works on several levels of it being, like, all right, the gameplay demo footage itself is, like, really funny because it's dumb and keeps asking you to put in, like, $10. But then, like, there's the meta aspect of, like, because Wayne truly didn't know what that video was, like, in-universe, it appears as though the person giving this presentation was not briefed <laughs> on what his presentation would contain beforehand. <laughs> it was just, like, completely blindsided. 
I bet a lot of E3 stuff goes down like that, where it's like the second before they know what's yeah, happening, exactly. and that's it. It's even it's even better because Mr. White is supposed to be the CEO of Game <laughs> yeah. Clan, which doesn't make any sense. He doesn't know anything about the fucking company or the console. Uh, that's like, fitting. That's fitting of CEOs. Yeah, Mr. Great. White is ostensibly the only employee in Game Clan. We've never seen anybody else that works at that company. <laughs> We've never seen employee number two. Something that was graphed was Trog was going to come out. I think Trog was going to like. Uh, be on camera and like pretend to be a technician and that would have been the money off the floor that would have been good if i had a costume but i don't think it would have been as funny if i was just in my clothes see i think that would have been even funnier just like in, in your t-shirt t-shirt and basketball shorts crawling <laughs> into the stage picking up money like i think it would have been great Man, i i if we had more time a gag that i really would have pushed for is like getting like a mechanics outfit or like a or like some kind of like generic like you know jumpsuit or overalls kind of thing and like have someone like it's like here's kyle our you know our 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 technician representative and i wanted like someone to just be on camera and just like talk about how the game clam technician needs access to your home once a month like yeah. a you gotta give them a copy of our we did go over that at least we got yeah. that we got the original that gag through. i had was like you know the the controller's an atm right and so the idea was there's a box of money that either is full of money and needs to be replaced or it's empty and needs you know needs refilling and so the i the gag that i thought of was like wait don't they transport don't banks transport money in armored vehicles with armored guards with armor and like real ass like guns (laughs) <laughs> so like the idea was like these these those trucks would have to go to your house and like armed guards would show up with a technician to your house with <laughs> guns and like they would be changing out this box full of thousands of dollars once a month of your please money. make sure you are aware when your game clam armed technician is coming to your house do not play the console when they come in if they see you playing the console while you're there trying to access the cash box they're gonna have to assume you're trying to steal yeah. From your own console. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah. So so that was that was great fun. I always like I said at the top, I always enjoy working for Scorpy on a production level. I the the amount of stress that I feel during and in the hours before the production is unparalleled in my life, but it's always worth it at the end. I don't I don't know about like for stuff like that, I'm always like hmm, I wonder in my head, I'm always like, well, if we had more time, I think in the end, we'd be like, it would just be like an extra week before we have to feel as stressed. So I was just like, yeah, mm, okay. But I think, but I think in the future, uh, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to put as many little tiny images that we need to put up on the screen <laughs> or at least find something more streamlined. <laughs> Cause was I was fine. like, yeah, I think it was fine. I think we go bigger next year. Yeah, Scorpio, I think that's our element. Like, like this is where, this is what we do best. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny like it and like i said earlier it really works out in our favor that anytime there's like a flub or like a, any any sort of error is just funny because it's not supposed to be perfect so it's like it it works but man like wayne can attest to this the the project file that i use for for the live production 
there were so many like assets this year that like a lot of the time I was like frantically scrolling through all of them like where where is the fucking applause where where is the <laughs> the video that I need to play here and anytime there's dead air know that it was not on purpose it was me literally looking for the next thing to play cuz I couldn't <laughs> find it some things some things were used too early some things were not used at all just cuz they were lost in the project like a bunch of the tweets that we had over the uh, the last of us trailer um, the uh, we're supposed to go over Hef Keeley's body at the end, but we but like I already used them, them so early. it was just empty <laughs> space with Hef Keeley. Uh, we had a we had a soundbite of Mario going here we go that was meant to just play at some point that never got played. Yeah. Um, and then even on the physical side, Trog had a pile of doubloons he was going to throw at me and just forgot. I didn't forget. <laughs> I just couldn't find a good spot to do that. You could have done it anytime. I know. You could have done it whatever. I was, I was self-conscious. I was like, is this the funniest time to throw these doubloons? And I would say, no, it's not funny <laughs> enough yet. And I would just not do it. Those are the real questions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If you just and the funniest time would have just been you interrupting any of my sentences, yeah. that, and me just having to like flinch and go back to what I was talking about. Um, I, I was afraid that it like wouldn't show up on camera very well. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't forget the multiple use of a certain clip. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, there were two. There were two plays of the fucking Arika. Yeah, that was a mistake. That was me pressing the wrong the wrong button. So I One played more that trailer time. twice. Oh hey. And if you're and if you're unaware, uh, listeners at home, that we didn't make that trailer. That's a real trailer for the fighting game Fighting EX Layer that announced the character Crackerjack. That is real. I'm gonna, that's our videos of the time for this yeah, podcast because out. I highly recommend you just go watch, watch it again. It third time, yeah. it's so good. It's, it's the good best trailer. video game trailer ever. A guy of loyalty. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that um either you know ended up being funny in the moment but that we didn't plan for like for instance the last of us thing apparently and i wasn't even aware of this apparently that last of us trailer was supposed to cut off much earlier than it did and it yep. went on for like an extra like minute and a half <laughs> to show the child death yeah <laughs> we were not gonna show that i remember i remember yeah that was like in the flurry of like three hours before where we were like uh, i was like okay i finished like the reveal and the gameplay video now we need like five trailers to fill the time and i was like oh ubisoft did that thing where they had like a pog meter during like a really intense scene of like an inappropriate you know contrast of far cry 6 like a like a yeah it was like immigrants being gunned down or something like horrid and it was like yeah it was something that was like and they even put up the thing in the bottom right being like, let's have some pogs in the chat or something like that during that moment. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the, we have to, we have to make fun of that. Uh, so I was just like, okay, we need to find like a sad or like dramatic moment from a game and, and put up like a, like a hype meter. And I think, I think, uh, Mike was like, oh, this would be a good scene. And I was like, yeah, just like, we could use that. Just like, just make sure to cut when it's, when the, like the gunshot happens half because I was like, I don't want to like, put that over like a like a kid dying but also like i think it's i think it's funny to like impl- like imply that joel dies at the very beginning of last of us one <laughs> yeah so i was like i was like all right <laughs> so like so that's that's like that's that's a, a good move and i think mike just forgot so i was like when that happened i was like oh okay i guess it's not cutting uh all yeah. right then we're just and, and i didn't know i was just like we had people in the chat that were like oh my god yeah like, yeah <laughs> I had no idea that it was supposed to cut off early because I wasn't involved in that. So I was just like, oh, okay, I guess it's just I, like I, I'm sitting there 
I feel like that was the hardest part of the show for me because that Last of Us cutscene trailer, whatever, that thing's like six and a half minutes. <laughs> and basically the only notes in the in the thing basically boiled down to like, we're going to show this. Just make it funny through editing. And it's like, yeah, I just, guess. Just, just, so like, I'm like trying tweets, to fill six and a half meter. minutes of like of like a trailer with jokes. My favorite mistake out of that Last of Us trailer was the fact that we were announcing uh, the that was the Last of Us three on Game Clem. Uh, last year we announced Last of Us two on Game Clem. Um, yeah, wait, didn't we announce the Last of Us three last year too? No, the, the last year no, I think it was, it was the just Last of Us part. Last of Us part. Yeah, the Last okay, of Us part. part. The, so yeah, this this year we announced the Last of Us three, and then at the end of the trailer, it just says the Last of Us, and <laughs> no one oriented it in a number. It was just because that was just a cutscene for the first game. I didn't think about it, but yeah, last year's game clam, we like. I'm pretty sure we set that up with like we got a Sony exclusive for the first time, and then like this we year we again. also did it. We we're like we got a Sony exclusive for the first time, like. <laughs> There's no consistency <laughs> at all. I love that. Th that th this makes a good segue to, like, talking about E3 for real. Like, what yeah. the fuck was E3 this year? So, Welcome back to the podcast, Master Gur. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah, Gur, really. I was, sorry. I think, I'm pretty sure I was legitimately silent for at least 15 minutes there. <laughs> I wasn't a part of it. It's, it's just how it is. Next year, next, next year, next yeah, year next we will year. get you in. As, you'll be a developer for Game Clem. I unfortunately did not have the time to do my joke for this year. So when I was growing up, E3 was always fun because, A, I wanted to learn about cool video game stuff. And, B, like it felt very... I guess it felt more like ragtag. I mean, it's a trade show, right? They were just trying to wow journalists and shareholders and just, like, people who were there. And then, like, it got very professional. And I feel like while E3 was weird this year, it was weird in the sense that, like, this is a show like this is a, like i i got the sense that e3 as like a conference as like a, a a thing is in the decline like i expect at most three more e3s and then it's over so it's like it's like it's kind of like it's not i would not go so far as to say it's like train wreck i don't think like no. it is a it, i don't think it's like literally falling apart i think it is exactly what they want it to be but it's like this year and the pandemic doesn't help this year, it, it was so weird, like, the things that were happening and, like, with the Twitch, like, pog meter over, like, the, you know, it, it, like, it was very weird this year to the point where it's, like, this is a show that is, like, losing support. Like, no one wants to do this show. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone just wants to do their own, like, yeah. you know, directs. Or their own presentations just thrown up on, like, streamed on their own personal, you know, Twitch account or company Twitch account, YouTube account, whatever. And, like, people are, like, companies are distancing, distancing themselves away from E3. And then Jeff Keighley with the Summer Games Festival, like, it, it, it was weird this year. It, it felt like here's this, like, industry event that, like, is starting to lose relevance and it in a weird way it made it interesting to watch it's like horseshoe theory right where it's like 
whoa, E3's weird, and it's crazy, and they're trying to wow everybody, and then it got too corporate, and now it's like this weird show again, where, like, weird things happen. Everybody's been saying that it's been in decline for fucking years. Like, I would say at least the last ten years, people have been like, oh, E3 is turning to shit, this is getting worse and worse, there's no point in this. And then, like, when Nintendo broke off and started doing their directs, people were like, oh, E3's fucking doomed now. And then 2020 happened and just shot it in the fucking knee and every company realized, wait, we could just do this on our own without E3 and it's cheaper and we get to do whatever we want. So when this year came around and Sony was like, fuck that, we're not even going to bother. And EA was like, fuck that, we're not even going to bother. Oh yeah, EA wasn't there and Sony wasn't No, EA's thing isn't until the 22nd of next month. Oh wow. Yeah, they don't give a shit anymore. It's it's definitely seems like a situation where EA not EA sorry uh the ESA the people who run E3 they almost got off lucky last year that they didn't have to do this like they had an excuse in 2020 to be like all right we're not doing anything because of covid and this year they still tried to do something because i mean they're a company they they need to do this to make money to continue to exist but it's like Half of the, half of the, uh, what are they called? Not announcements, but the, uh, the, the, like the blocks. What are the, what's the word? Help me. Conferences? Conferences. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Half of the conferences were like absolutely devoid of anything interesting. <laughs> like, true. like for some reason, Capcom had one that didn't say basically anything. That was the worst that one. That one was so bad. Yeah, that one was a joke. To be fair, development on a lot of projects was probably halted or or slowed down because of COVID. That's sure, so, but what I'm saying it, is, if you like don't a... have anything to say, you don't have to say anything. It's worse to like get people excited to think that there's going to be something, and then you end up showing 40 minutes of a Marvel game like that nobody cares about. I I feel like... It's like the worst possible year to do E3. And yeah, you, 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 you hit the nail on the head where it's like they kind of have to. But it's like, I don't see it getting better. No, like, no, I, the, I the think way it, it will With the way it works now, like with the way it works now, like you, if you're a company, you can like, yeah, like the cat's kind of out of the bag now. If you're a company and you publish or develop video games, it's like, yeah, you can just put a trailer up online yourself and you could just have like your own little event like a lot of uh like companies were hiring like streamers or like or like influencers or like basically just like a presenter of some kind to just like guide them you know just say like here we're gonna look at this and we're gonna talk about this you know you you just hire you know and and if you do want your trailer or your announcement to be linked to you know one of your publishers like yeah go see if you can get your trailer in the nintendo direct that's happening you know in in six you know or something like that it, it's mm-hmm. the cat's kind of out of the bag it, it, it where where like if they didn't realize it before i think everyone realizes it now that like e3 is not might not even be the best place for your it's a dead to format generate the hype now yeah it, it is a dead format the idea of like centering everything in this building that, that you have to pay them to go into when you could just as easily do it online yourself for a fucking fraction well, of the cost is what i like, think is 
like, okay, so I think that E3 can continue to exist in some form, but it needs to be more like Jeff Keighley's thing, right? I think the days, the years of of E3 being like a multi-day, week to week and a half long event, like, I think that's over. Like, I think Jeff Keighley has the right idea with it's like, all right, we're going to have an hour and a half, and we're just going to try to show you the individual games that, like, you might think are interesting. And it's just an hour and a half, one day, yeah. and then it's like it's done. Like, like it's not like we need a week of announcements from each individual company. It's like, no, just do a show and get all of the big names out there where people can see. I think that's what he's setting up for because, like, he already has the video game awards in the fall slash winter, right? And, yeah, it's an award show, but there are also trailers there and there's also announcements there. I, th- I think it's been like that since the start, right? And now he has a show in the summer. So now Jeff Keighley's like, yeah, we're just going to have a show every six months where we show tra- where we announce yeah. things. And I mean, I think Jeff Keighley's thing was one of the best, if only just because yeah, they Elden actually Ring. showed Elden Ring. And like, that's like, I mean, I'll be honest, the competition wasn't very strong this year. But like, man, that was one of the best announcements of the show. You'll win by default with Elden Ring. Yeah, the, uh, I think I think uh, Jeff Keighley's Elden Ring re- uh, reveal was. Um, uh, Sorry, Scorpio posted a gif that distracted me. Um, the uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, the it was that and uh, um, Nintendo. Those were the, those yeah. are the two best conferences, and that makes sense because other than that, other than that the rest of E three is a blur except for Mega sixty four's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love Mega sixty four had a great had a great uh, production that they did. If you didn't see it, uh, I highly recommend that uh, you check out the uh, the recording of the Limited Run Games Conference. It was, like, rather short. I think it was, like, 35 minutes long. Uh, one of our favorite uh, internet funny squads, Mega64, uh, were the funny producers pops. on that. Um, the uh, That's Bob's new term that he likes. Uh, the they It's great. It, they, they, they essentially are... Uh, yeah, they're good. It's good. Go check it out. It's the same idea as kind of our game clam thing where they're not like taking it very seriously, but they got paid by a real company instead of making up their own game company to do it with. So the one thing that we had over them is that we did it live. Theirs was a live. Theirs was a theirs was a fully pre recorded thing. Which made for some some good jokes. Like pre pre recording doesn't mean that your your thing is bad. No, no, no. It's just a different kind of thing. A lot of the game clam stuff was pre recorded. It was videos. But, I want to bring you know. up the Nintendo conference because I had a, Wario, I, Wario. I had a I had a differing opinion from most other people, and I got torn to fucking shreds for it. Yeah, uh, bitch. I Damn. just was not uh, excited at all about what? Nintendo's announcements. What? Like whatsoever? <laughs> what? Grr? I never, heard? I never, I never Hello? heard your opinion on it. I'm gonna tear you to shred. I'm kidding. I don't like. <laughs> so Scorpy's about to go whatever. mental in this fucking podcast. Uh, like even, yeah, even warrior, right, baby. right when it was happening, warrior. you specifically, Wayne. I was like, oh, cool. I guess that's all right. And you're like, what the fuck? You don't care about WarioWare? Fuck you. Yeah, why don't you care about <laughs> WarioWare though, for real? And Mario Party? Are you not excited for the? I've said it before, but everything that was announced in Nintendo's E3 shit this year, very exciting. If you grew up playing those games, I didn't grow up playing those games, yeah. so I don't really care. I mean. I, didn't I really feel like Warrior. that's sort of good, that's though. sort of 
that's like Nintendo's thing, right? Is that they have a lot of franchises and there's never going to be a year where they're like, all right, here it is. New Mario, new Zelda, new Metroid, new F-Zero, new whatever, Fire Emblem. Like, there's never going to be a year where everybody is happy because they have so many first-party franchises that, like, out it's years. only going to be a couple of those franchises per year. So, like, I get, like, you know, I wouldn't say I'm the I'm a huge Nintendo fan. I think there's several franchises that I really like, but I could definitely see this year being one that, you know, if you aren't into like the 3 or 4 franchises they picked to get sequels this year, then like, you know, you just got to wait. Got to wait for 2022. This year was yours. You finally get a new Metroid, like a real but see, Metroid. See, that's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. We're going to get we're going to get some fucking Angry emails from Metroid heads yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, Metroid heads come at us. I think 2D Metroids are good, but I I don't super care about the new 2D Metroid. I'm just oh, going to say okay. it. I think Metroid Prime is a better series than the 2D Metroids. If you want to really make them upset, I don't give a I don't give a shit about 2D Metroid. I'm not going to play the new one. It looked boring. Damn, all right. Scorpio's throwing it down. Harsh. He really is going mental. I don't really care for Metroid too much, but I think it looked okay. I don't um, like Metroid in general. I think it looked okay, too. I like Metroid Prime, but 2D... Girl, yeah. I'm right there with you in that I'm waiting for Kirby Air Ride's return. I that's want like, that's... fucking Kirby Air Ride on the Switch. Why? Either port it or remaster it or remake it. Or I don't a give a one. fuck. Sequel. Or a new one. I don't give a fuck. Can you I want Air Ride. a new city trial? Like, I want, I want to see a new... Fucking, fucking, you know what... Even the monkey's paw option, which would be Kirby Air Ride City Trial Battle Royale, I was I'd about play the fuck to out of say that. fifty Kirby's drop into a city, only one. But that'd be good. That's that's the fucked up thing. Is City Trial is literally just that, that like on a smaller scale. Yeah, it is. like it. Oh, it'd be so good. I, I just want to see it. some Kirby in any form. I mean, that's they, not they Kirby, didn't they? That's not Star Allies. I want it. I want to see a Kirby game that's not meant for six-year-olds. Yeah, that's not, you could just win it by running and jumping. Yeah. Uh, At some point, Kirby kind of took a left turn into, like, this is this franchise we make for literal, like, five-year-olds. I think that's always been the case. No, fucking, the original Kirby was pretty tough. No, Kirby and the Crystal Shards was pretty damn hard as a kid. Yeah, Crystal Shards was, like, was a pretty Crystal Shards was the best Kirby game, in my opinion. Nightmare in Dreamland kicked my ass. Like, I mean, technically all Nintendo games are meant for kids. That doesn't change anything. They're meant for families, excuse you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Not Super right, Mario you're here, you're here first. If you're if you're excited for Metro Dread, you're a baby. <laughs> I just saw that game and I was I'm like, it's fucked up because I see like Metroidvanias or whatever or all that stuff. I just think of like Shadow Complex on Xbox three sixty. See, I think that I- I'm kind of in agreement with you in a way, Scorpio, where it's like I'm less excited for a two D Metroid game because a new fucking Metroidvania game comes out on Steam maybe once an hour yeah. at this point. Like there is no, there is no end to the met to the two D Metroidvania style games that exist. Metroid Prime, nobody is making games like that. Like it is so hard to for me to find like new first person like exploration games that that play like that. Like. And I'm not even knocking Metroidvanias as a genre. Yeah. It's one of my favorite types of games. But it's just, I you have so many options nowadays for that, that it's like, honestly, I feel like that kind of takes away from the excitement of a new 2D Metroid because it's like, okay, even if this is good, 
is it going to be better than every single 2D Metroidvania game that has come out in the past 13 years or whatever in between Metroid Fusion and now? Like, probably not. Like, maybe maybe it'll prove me wrong. It'll be the greatest one that's ever been released. But, you know, only time will tell. I'm knocking Metroidvanias. They're all the same and they're all boring. Sorry. Damn. I fucking hate them. I can't stand Metroidvanias. Everybody's going mental on this podcast. It's great for Metroidvania fans because then they get, like, a Metroid, Metroidvania, but for uh, someone who doesn't play that genre specifically to play it, I'm just like, okay. Didn't they make a new Metroid on They 3DS? made a remake of Metroid 2 on the 3DS. That's what the last one was. So this is the yeah. first, like, actual... New. Th- it was kind of interesting. Somebody said, like, yeah, this is the first game that's, like, going to introduce new plot into the Metroid franchise in, like, a decade and a half. Literally Whoa. almost 20 years. Yeah. Like, this, this, is, this is the first game in, in so long that's going to actually continue the story of Samus in any way. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, what, what about Other M, but I guess it has been that long. And that game doesn't exist, so it doesn't matter. Other M, I don't think, continued the story. I think there was, like, a... At this point, that's just non-canon, like, splinter. Other M was made by by Team Ninja and will not be taken into account in any form of Metroid discussion. I never played it. That's all I have to say about that game. If you the if you played that game, it. you know. You know what you know what the deal if is. If you know, you know. Talking about uh, It's summer! It's summer! <laughs> talking it's about summer! uh E3, not specifically about the video games, but this sort of ties in with the whole discussion of of E3 and Twitch and Game Clam is, uh, hey, what the fuck's up with DMCA? Uh, that shit's getting so far out of hand that literally we like, I feel like we tried to make fun of it. Well, we did make fun of it on the Game Clam stuff, and I still feel like we didn't go far enough. Like, we didn't go, it, we, like, we, real life it, is almost beyond parody with the DMCA stuff at this point. It is like, like, I'm, I was, I was editing it down partially. Because of the, there was a mistake in the credits where Log and Holly's names were swapped, and I didn't catch that until after. But also because uh, there were, the VOD got muted on, on yes, Twitch, the even though we were making we were making fun of DMCA, and then like yeah, like a good four minutes got muted. And we used explicitly royalty free music, and it still got caught. Music, and it still got caught. Tell them what got caught at the end, because I think it's so fucking insane. Well, like, like I, I, I learned the difference between royalty-free and copyright-free while doing this. There's, there's, a, there's <laughs> a difference where you could still get a copyright strike for something royalty-free. It's just that you don't have to pay to use it. Copyright-free means ideally you wouldn't get, you wouldn't get a strike at all. But, um, but yeah, I was, I was editing out the, the trailer music because that got caught for some reason, and then, uh. My my thing was I'd render it out and then I'd upload upload to YouTube to see what would get caught. And okay, the the generic song during the celebrities slideshow got caught. I have to remove that. And I was like, okay, I replaced almost all of the music that got caught. And then I uploaded it. And then it said, okay, well, there's still some copyright issues. And I click on it, and it says that there 20 seconds of the crowd clapping noise at the end got copyright struck. Yeah. There's, it's there's like music that's like recorded maybe like a mile away from the microphone yeah, you that it picked up. Faintly hear like a concert in the distance, like, a like yeah, it's and like insane. It was ridiculous, and I I cut it. I cut. I used different cu- uh, crowd noises, and then 
I uploaded it again, and it wasn't good enough. It could still catch it with overlapping noise. Oh my so I just gosh. had to remove that. I just had to mute that noise entirely. So That's crazy. Uh, so yeah, we were making fun of DMCA, and then in the editing process, I had to add... Uh, I had to add new new DMCA bars for YouTube, so that's that. Those are exclusive, exclusive yeah, additions exclusive to the YouTube. To the and YouTube E three, I think the thing that just stood out the most, and I mean, we were already ragging on this because none of us are really big Marvel fans, but the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, where it felt like three fourths of it just like <laughs> had either no audio or the worst like audio replacement like dmca free audio swap someone brought it, it up it was it's depressing honestly it's like i don't even yeah. care about that game but the fact that the people who worked on this trailer just like get shit on because yeah. oh twitch can't goddamn afford to lose a single advertising dollar because what if this gets caught blah 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 like it's it's frustrating yeah and someone brought it up that that the guardians of the like the mar the second Marvel trailer they showed after the Guardians of the Galaxy for the other for their already existing Marvel game, that felt like when they uploaded the Mummy trailer to YouTube by yeah, mistake. It's, like it feels it was exactly a bunch of like Avengers. That. It was a bunch of Avengers running around with the sound effects, but just dead silence. It's, it's so it's insane. like Black Panther going like I'll stop you, and then like you hear like metal clanging sounds, and then like it, it's like this is one for one, like the fucking mummy trailer that got uploaded. To that was the best accident. part in terms of entertainment value. The part oh, where yeah. they opted to oh, just yeah. remove the music and not audio swap <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. The that was pretty good stuff for sure. But also just it, it's funny, but it's only funny because of how like. It's like you laugh instead of being upset. It's like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, this is, as, like, content creators or whatever you want to call us, like, it's dumb that this is something that we have to think about at all. The, 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 the problem is that, like, they don't understand that, like, this makes them look bad. Like, like... I don't think they care. Yeah, I was going to say, I, they may understand it, but they certainly don't care about yeah, it. I don't think they, they give a that's shit. That's the problem. They don't care. They they either don't get it, or they don't care that it makes them look bad. Like, this makes the, like... Like, no one... Like, okay, this Nelly Furtado song is in this... Is in the background of this thing by accident. Like, when I... When I ever... I, whenever I hear music being played in cafes, or, like, you know, out on the street, like, I just think... If I like the song, I just think, oh, I should listen to that song more. I should find out yeah. what that song is. Like, it's like it it, it 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 it's just insane and like i i wonder like how far is it gonna go and will it ever stop because it's like i get it but a that's not how humans work like no one's like huh i'm gonna go to this cat oh i'm gonna go to this twitch streamer because i get to listen to the new the, to this new <laughs> album for free Yo, yeah, this guy's no. listening to maroon 5 time to <laughs> tune in yeah you know I, it's like, ooh, I don't like, I don't need a croissant, but I'll go and buy a croissant because this cafe is playing, is playing this new song that just released today. You know, it's like who, I use the that? same tech that Twitch does to track the people playing copyrighted music. I, I've, I've hacked in, I've got that tech, but I just use it to listen to the music for free. Oh, yeah, shit. exactly. <laughs> oh, this guy, this guy's playing Maroon Five. Fuck yeah, I love maps. At the end of the day, really, <laughs> just now. Just, uh, fuck the music industry. Just fuck them. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a two-way street, right? It's like, the music industry sucks, and Twitch is apparently too, like, too, cheap too to much of a cheapskate company to, like, yeah. actually come up with a reasonable solution. 
It's like Twitch has people by the balls and it's like, yeah, we could like invest money to get this problem sorted out or you could just uh just deal with it because where else are you going to go fucking mixer? That's what, yeah, right. That's what that's what pisses me off is like and I even put it as like one of the lower thirds during game clamors like if there's a company that could actually stand up to this, it's fucking mega it's Amazon. corporation Amazon and they're even they're just like, "Oh, okay, we'll just spend this time integrating systems to like protect ourselves and that's it like that's all yeah we don't we don't care about our basically our employees which is what the streamers are it's like we don't care about our employees we only care about amazon doesn't care about their employees i know it's Uh wild to think about try to wrap your fucking gourd around that one yeah it's it's kind of wild because like yeah like i just don't like if time like people say time was cyclical it's like like if they if it takes them five years to reinvent the wheel and do something similar to what youtube is doing uh probably is what will be happening but it's like why like why 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 does it have to be like this why do why you know like, how do you do that with the thing with twitch is like it's with live, youtube yeah. it's yeah with youtube it's okay like you could kind of just like okay i'm just gonna re-upload the video without that five seconds of people clapping as as dumb as that is but like with with Twitch, it's like I remember when I was finding out about their live DMCA takedowns, where like people would get banned for two days for something that was on stream, and I was just like, "There's just gotta be a different way around this." It's, it's like, like, yeah, like you could be like you could be getting in trouble for something and have no idea, and it's like, well, yeah. how are you supposed to know? It's just like I just got like I got live taked downed, but because there was something in the background that like the automated bot picked up. Like, what What are you supposed to do in a situation like that? You can't do anything. My phone rang, and I had a song for the ringtone, but, you know, now I'm losing money by the day because my phone rang. I remember I remember reading about uh, someone who was streaming and then accidentally switched over to a tab that had two seconds of a soccer game on it and got banned, and I was like, God. what? That, that is... That is some. They got to work out. We've gone a long way from the times when people would stream UFC fights with them in the corner holding a (laughs) controller, pretending to play it. That is so fucking funny, though. That is that is the ultimate play. I love that dude. Fuck, that's the greatest. That was great. I. Yeah, (laughs) that's a public service. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Well, I don't. Okay, let me be frank. That where I I don't think Twitch is gonna stand up for the streamers. They're gonna pretend to, of course. No, not at all. But like, they won't actually. You know, they'll 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 change their you know their icon to be a rainbow for Pride Month and then this and that. But like, they won't actually because that that it's just how like the gig economy works, right? That's 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 just to be really blunt. That's just the way the world is right now. Like, Uber doesn't care about its drivers. And Twitch won't care about, you know, Grubhub doesn't care about its delivery people, and and Twitch doesn't care about its streamers. They'll pretend to care, but they won't really. But I think if Twitch wants to keep making money, and if Twitch wants to be able to stay up to any future competitors, because it'll happen, right? Like, there's the pie is big enough that someone's going to want to come and take a chunk out of it, right? They got, in earnest, I think they got lucky. Because Mixer just got bought <laughs> Mixer by Microsoft. Died. And, wow, yeah, that's, like they that's got sad. like Microsoft getting bought by or, or, or Microsoft buying Mixer was the best move that Twitch like Twitch got lucky because you know if I, I'm sorry if it's like boring any people who don't care about the tech industry but like 
Microsoft is one of those companies where they buy companies to like absorb and then that company dies. So like it was a death sentence when Microsoft Yeah, they just wanted Mixer. the technology. They didn't give a fuck about the service. Exactly. It's really a shame because Mixer was cool too. Mixer had some it stuff was. that like Twitch still doesn't have. Like like they they like t- like Mixer had some very interesting like easier first party integration with like you could like basically buy the equivalent of bits and like control parts of the streamer's game and i know that like twitch has stuff that's third party but mixer was the only one that had first party integration with that kind of stuff. yeah going to devs directly to integrate it like deep rock galactic had it we never got to try it because i was already we were already going in on the twitch train at that point uh that was something i always wanted to try but now that feature's just gone yeah it's sadly and and also mixer was the first one to have like no latency streaming like i remember when mixer first came out it was before discord streaming was a thing and i remember streaming on mixer like jackbox for us yeah like privately basically it wasn't really private because it was on mixer but it was just like they had no latency streaming before anybody else did yeah the yeah, so, yeah, Microsoft buying Mixer was, like, the best thing that could have happened for Twitch, because it, it meant that, like, oh, thank God our competitor will be gone in, like, a year and a half. And YouTube streaming is basically nothing. YouTube streaming yeah. is a thing, but, like, it, it it's smaller in comparison. Some people not, definitely like, do find radar. success on YouTube, but it's definitely a much smaller user base of streamers and also of yeah. watchers i've used their stream tools before it really feels like they made it and then we're like all right we're done yeah like they got it functional and that was about it yeah it's not their money maker no exactly yeah so like but like i feel like it will get better eventually but like what especially if twitch wants to be able to stand up to any future competitors but like why why can't you just fit like try to find a way to to not have this happening now like why why does a money, separate company have to come out and be like we're gonna compete with twitch and and for, for for another company to twist the knife before you guys like pretend like you care about this <laughs> the people making you the money i don't know fuck capitalism it's a combination of all that stuff and the fact that anytime there is a thing like with with e3 and they have to do dmca mutes like on twitch's end they always manage to fuck it up. There's like always gaps where there's no audio and yeah, it just like it's, is it's all so fucked. Like they don't even have their they don't even have their shit together on their end to like make sure that this stuff is DMCA free. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like to be fair, if if it's a if it's truly a live thing, that that means they have to replace the music live, right? But it's like, how did you guys not rehearse this? Like yeah. you know, like. I don't know. It's it's just weird. It's embarrassing. It's uh, you know, that's the state. That's the state of the union of streaming on Twitch TV. It's it's what it's on everybody's mind. We're topical on this podcast. We get the hard hitting news. We know you listen to this podcast for news and not for jokes. We never it's summer. Jokes. It's summer. Yeah. It's summer. <laughs> you can't get more topical. Question based on summer. Is it summer? It's summer. Do you have any summer activities that you plan on doing? Water park. I want to go 
swimming at the water park. You want to go? I went into a lake for the first time in years a couple weekends ago. Swimming in a lake is fun. Good summer. They got like they got like frogs and snakes and stuff in there. Eh, it's whatever. All I've done since summer has started, which has only been a few days, the only thing I've done is go for a walk. Uh, and it was uh, hot and yeah, uncomfortable. Really fucking and hot, I'm yeah. going to have to do it a lot, a lot more in the heat sooner because I'm going to have puppy and I'm going to have to walk. You're going to get used to that heat. It, it's not even that bad. I'm, I'm, it, it is yet to hit 100 here, I think. Really? And like a lot of people have been complaining about the like over 100 degree heat. Yeah. Yeah. I've barely dipped below 100, so I wouldn't. <laughs> I can't surprise. Yeah. Like I think the highest we've hit is like high 90s. But yeah. I don't it's think not we've been over 100 yet. You usually have to wait for August for that. To happen. Yeah, Las Vegas, baby. I love 118 degrees. Well, degree you heat. live in a desert, so can you really blame anybody <laughs> but yourself? No. Uh, that's why I'm going on a trip to visit my grandmother, where it is nice and cool. In the ocean, yeah, in and Atlantis, and where it's cool. There's an ocean. I can go to the ocean, but I'm going to go fishing. Can you, like, like go underneath the ocean? Oh, Gers energetically aligned with Aquafarians. Aquafarians? Can you pronounce yeah. it correctly? There's no Sorry. There's a coincidence. There's none. It's true. Everybody knows that. I have one more question from myself. I'm just full of them today. Uh, have any of you guys ever had an encounter with a celebrity? And I know that's easy for Scorpio to say. I, I'm Wait, pretty sure why? Scorpio has, in fact. Haven't you? Uh, I have to think about it. Yes. Have, yeah? Okay. Have any, have any of you encountered celebrities? I met Jerma. No, that's a celebrity. It. Damn. Is there what? Oh my god. Rude. Damn. That's literally literally the literally the most famous person I met was Jerma. I'm trying to All right, think. Just, just get on with it. What famous person did you fucking meet? Listeners of this podcast, so uh you might want to take that back. He listens to each episode five times. Yeah. He, yeah. he contributes the most listeners. Sometimes over a thousand. <laughs> I love when we talk about people on this podcast that will never hear this podcast because it's kind of like a, a fun little secret. Yeah, fuck you, us. Markiplier. Hey, Jeff Keighley. Yeah, hi, Jeff uh, Keighley. I loved your show this year. It's great. You Jeff Keighley? Get on with it, girl. Who? What well, I'm not doing this as like a dick waving contest, you idiot. <laughs> I'm just asking. Unfortunately, You're yeah. Just throwing I, it out there. I yes. feel like that's the kind of thing where it's like, if you live in a place where there are a lot of famous people, you probably see them. Like, if you live in, like, L.A., yeah. maybe New York yeah. City, even Las Vegas probably has a good number of famous people walking around. I live in North Dallas where there's nobody famous. I guess maybe I could, like, Coming see soon. Mark Cuban, and that's about it. So, nobody else, huh? Nope. I'm, I have nothing for you. I I have met a few uh, but not, I don't think I've really met any celebrities since I was like 15. Uh, I, I met the cast of Ocean's Eleven for a signing when I was like 10, <laughs> so I barely remember it. I barely, re I barely remember meeting Tom Cruise. You, met, you got a signature from the guy that could, the actor that could do a yeah, backflip. I got a signature from the guy who will try to indoctrinate you if you're in his house longer than 10 minutes. Oh, uh, I... <laughs> I, I I accidentally met Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah, and the Safety and the Safety brothers. Wow, hey, that's cool. Because I was I bought tickets for Good Time. I didn't know it was like the world premiere of Good Time. And I was like, why is the line so long? And I just sat down. <laughs> I just sat down in the front, and then they all they came out, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, nice. That's cool. Hey. Yeah, that that's was pretty sick. That are they fun. are those guys Canadian? Uh, I don't think I don't think so. Oh. 
Okay. When I was a kid, I okay, I have met someone more famous than Jerma, but it would it was when I, it was when I was young enough as a kid that I wouldn't have remembered. And I can't even remember their name. The reason that I remember that it happened is because they bought like when I was really 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 young, like a baby where I was born, we used to live in a house that was on an estate of a very rich person, and we lived there by uh like my mom worked for them, so we got to live in that house. Um the uh some famous musician i think they were a christian mu- musician bought the estate and we met them uh i think their first name was paul so i'm literally i literally google the famous people named paul and i'm scrolling <laughs> through the list and i don't see anyone i recognize and i'm just cracking up because i get to i get to number 33 number 33 is paul revere <laughs> <laughs> yeah you met paul revere man like it's oh, great yeah. seeing Not like a a musician, paul in 31 but... uh paul bearer paul kennedy paul revere <laughs> Paul Revere. Wayne has met Paul Simon. It happened. That is who it was. Was I, it wait, really? Hold on. Yes, it, it was Paul, Paul Simon? Simon. Paul Simon bought my childhood house. What? That's actually pretty yes. fucking crazy. Yes, Yo, it was that's Paul cool. Simon. And I and I, I I don't know if I can call it meeting him because I was a baby, but I saw him as a baby. <laughs> I feel this is this is going to make me sound super fucking insane crazy. So get ready, but. And I know that this isn't true, but I feel like as a kid, at some point, I met David Byrne, but I don't think I did. I think I think I have a false <laughs> memory a as a child of meeting individual. David Byrne, but I actually did. <laughs> I don't know if I'm explaining this well. Describe us the memory. I think it was at a church, which makes even less sense. <laughs> I don't know why I would have thought that I met David Byrne at a church hey, when Tron, I was like I'm seven. I'm David Byrne. Maybe you just saw, like, a lanky guy in an oversized suit and just assumed it was David Byrne. Maybe. I think this is one of those things where it's, like, you know how, like, whenever you remember a memory, you're not actually remembering it. You're yeah. remembering your last memory of it. And it, your interpretation at, like, over of enough, it. over enough times, it, like, gets all warped. I think that's what happened. I'm remembering some other event, and at some point, David Byrne, like, wormed his way into this memory. And I don't know how. I can't get him out. I have lived a life devoid of any celebrity contact i can't even say i got close hey you, you saw bullshit. one recently you've been to so many paxes you've oh, definitely God. been close <laughs> to people about that. okay okay the most the most like the closest i ever got was what markiplier had sec- so i was at pax east i was in line for something and markiplier was going to a panel and there were literally like armed security guards like seven of them around Markiplier oh as he was going from one conference room to another. That was the closest I could ever get to like a quote unquote celebrity. That was a scary and life. Like, and like, <laughs> and like, yeah, those LA gangs. Um, <clears throat> and like, but like, you know, Hollywood or like music industry, like, no, no. I've met people who were like, I've met like local politicians, like senators, like, you know, like, oh, the mayor of Boston or, you know, you know, on that level, you know what I mean? Like, I met, uh-huh. I, I was at a thing that Mayor Menino was at back when he was alive. And oh. I think I was also at another event with Deval Patrick, who's uh, another another politician uh, from Massachusetts. But like, you know, like, I've gone to that level uh-huh. and that's it. Like, I've never met like a Hollywood actor or, or actress. I've never met, I've never met like... I've never met like music person. It's it, oh, the course, most it's been person. is like You've politician. Never met music like, person, come on. Yeah, it's always <laughs> been like local politicians or like internet famous people. I will say though, funny story. 
when I was in high school, I used to take um, after school film classes, film production classes at the Institute of Contemporary Art in Boston. And it was a, it was a museum. It was a museum. But they had cla- they had like special like they had a floor dedicated to like art education, and so after school I'd go there for these film cl- film production classes, and the teacher the instructor there was like oh hey did you guys see uh see see them when what you know on their on your way in or while they were on their way out I was like what who and they were like yeah Michael Richards was in Michael Richards was in was in the galleries and he, he and his wife were there and you know they were looking at the art uh this was after the incident if you don't know who michael richards is they play the famous character of kramer oh and this was oh, after yeah. the incident this was after the incident so i was like hmm. oh okay <laughs> all right I remembered that uh, at the one time I went to PAX, I encountered Matt Chapman uh, of Homestar Runner fame. Oh, really? I didn't get to like interact with him. Yeah, because like at they, they, I remember they had like a room where uh, he was there playing his Trogdor board oh, game right. with a bunch yeah. of people. I remember that. We too. didn't we didn't really get to interact with him though because he was yeah, playing the game with a bunch of kids who yeah. were already at the table, but we were a few feet away watching the. Uh, yeah, so I didn't cool. really meet him like I met Jerma. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to meet those guys. Uh, yeah, That'd be that childhood heroes right there. Mm-hmm. It was fun seeing him do the strong bad voice in person. Yeah, it's weird seeing it come from a real human body. There was one celebrity I did meet after the age of fifteen. I was like seventeen. Uh, I did meet and watch a live cooking demonstration with Emerald Lagasse. That's pretty cool. That's probably yeah. Fun. It was cool. You know how how painful it is to hear that man shout "bam" in real life. Oh no, it's too powerful. <laughs> it's fucking intense. I have another. I have another near miss story. Um, so this was this is also tied to the Institute of Contemporary Art. So the Institute of Contemporary Art here in Boston had um, a, a special exhibit uh, showcasing the art of Shepard Fairey, the graffiti artist, the person who mm-hmm. um, you know does like the Obey graffiti art. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so they they're like they invited him to like for this event and he also had his art in the galleries he was very in the news at the time because this was like he did the like he did the campaign poster for obama for his first election run yeah so this was like not too late after that and so like you know his name was you know he was his name was in in the news but he's a graffiti artist and so to his credit sticking to his guns like i think the night before he was tagging he was putting up graffiti. He was tagging like in and around Boston. And so I guess what happened was like, I guess what happened was he showed up to the event and I remember the piece, someone telling me I showed up later. So I didn't actually get to see him. And the reason why I didn't get to see him is he showed up to the event. He was eating an ice cream cone. A bunch of Boston cops showed up, knocked his ice cream cone to the ground and arrested him for what graffiti. What the fuck? Damn! He didn't even get to finish his. He didn't even get it to finish his fucking ice cream cone. That's that sucks. Well, damn. Oh, you, if you want to talk about a near miss, I think the saddest near miss I had was I was one day late to meeting Charles Martinet. Aww, that would. I fun. was so sad to find out that he had been in the in that place like a day before. I was like, fuck! I would have gone out of my way to come say hi to him. Uh, this question is from Exio. 
And I and I ask you this because I have my answer instantly. They ask, what's the best and strangest store you have seen in a mall or on the street? Uh, for me, most memorable store I've never seen, I, I saw but never went into, uh, was Bibble and Sip. There's a place called Bibble and Bibble Sip in New York City. Sip? Damn. Yep. I have a picture of it somewhere. I'm guessing it was like a boba tea place, but they called it Bibble and Sip. Hmm. You guys know any notable strange stores? I'm trying to think. Not really. I think the closest thing I can think of was when I was still new in Germany, and I remember seeing a store with the word schmuck in giant letters on the front, and just cracking up, and then not realizing that schmuck was just a word. It doesn't always just mean, like, penis. Schmuck means penis? It's a, it's a slang, like, Yiddish word for penis. Yeah, like schmuckers. Ew. Like, like shut up, you schmuck. It means the same as, like, shut I up, I didn't know that that, was a, that that was a penis word. Wait, so schmuckers jelly and jam is no, penis jam? It's smuckers, not schmuckers. Wait, I think they should rebrand. Damn, it's smuckers. I'm, yeah, I'm so I think confused. I think we should raise a flag about that. They they might want to change their name. I'm so confused. What do you mean you're confused? <laughs> <laughs> they also asked if you were if you were opening a weird store of yourself. What would you sell? I don't think I've ever seen like a weird store. The thing is like. I, my mind immediately goes to Chinatown, where a lot of stores are like stores run by the Chinese communities. Where it's like, you know, for example, like there's a place that like for the longest time my parents used to go there to buy herbs for like medicines and like ginseng and stuff. But they also sold books, and they also you could also play the lottery there, and you can also like I also like would buy like would, they'd also sold the newspaper like. But that is more, like, yeah, it's weird, but it's more of a result of, like, yeah, there's only a limited amount of space, and, like, the Chinese community there is trying to, like, preserve what, like, is they're trying to make sure that they can provide for themselves what they want. So I wouldn't call, self, call that weird. The, uh, the sharper image. You see that place? It's crazy. They got, that like, place is wacky, pillows. man. I'm like a talking monkey head. They got, like, a talking monkey head. Honestly, sharper image not existing anymore is kind of like sad to me that that place really was a weird store yeah that was when i was a kid going to malls that was always like my the favorite store to stop in that are like did you guys have brookstone no did, did you did your malls have a place called brookstone yeah, no. it was it was, it was very similar it to sharper image much, where they yeah. just they had like cool pillows and funny toys yeah that those were weird stores it's like what what was the idea behind them it really was just like we'll sell anything including things that shouldn't exist I think the idea, and and you know what? I don't know why I had such a hard time. I don't know why I had such a hard time thinking because I know of a weird store, the the big stuff store. Oh that yeah, that is a weird store. This is a it's a store that just sells oversized like furniture and props and things like that. You want a giant? You want a pencil? A six foot tall pencil? Like here you go. It it it, it works too. Why? That's big. Fuck it, like. Fuck it, like why not? You know, it's a big pencil. I think I want the big gavel. I want yeah, the giant gavel. Yeah, I think the thing is those stores went when internet shopping hit its stride. Now you can buy all your funny, funny stuff on Wish dot com for a dollar. Yeah, exactly. And it'll like you. back then, the idea was like, here's a store of novelties, and it's like, if you want weird stuff, or if you happen to find weird stuff, like, oh, this, this is where you get it. But like. Now if I want weird stuff, I go to the internet. And so it's kind of replaced. I go to Amazon and search for the listing with the most periods in the name. Yeah, Amazon is definitely the weirdest storefront. Just 
they just have everything. Yeah, like things they yeah, shouldn't like have. Funny, like funny trick toy to kill your friends. Yeah, I, that's literally what popped into my head too. Is that stupid little <laughs> flicking device to kill your friends? Yeah, I remember going to the mall <laughs> as a kid, and there'd be like stores, like like not just not just like yeah, I remember like not just weird stuff, but, but like I remember going to the mall, and my three favorite stores in the mall was the it was all the same mall, the Disney store. The WB store, which was honestly cooler than the Disney store, because you could go inside Marvin the Martian's rocket ship. You could play in that. Mm -hmm. And I had a Batman poncho that my mom got me one time. And it was cool. It was actually kind of like really well made for like a kid's poncho. And, And the other store was there was just like, it wasn't Hot Topic, but it was like Hot Topic adjacent, where it was just like, you're talking about weird, Spencer's. Yeah, it was like weird. It wasn't a Spencer's either. It was like weird stuff that you might be into if you were a child slash a goth person. <laughs> it was weird. You know, either one. Yeah. Same. They, like they have the same interests. toys and like stuff. I remember going into Spencer's uh, as like a kid and seeing like just a, a penis just like a penis toy. Yeah. Like it was just, it was what just like fuck? a gag toy that was just like a cock. And I must've been like eight. I was just like, is, is this allowed? If they can this do this in stores? I, I remember the it. last time I ever went to a Spencer's. It was like 2000, I don't know, 2016. I like went to the mall for the first time just alone. Cause why the fuck would I ever go to a mall? I go, oh yeah, Spencer's. Let me go in here. I get maybe two feet into the store, turn to the right, a whole wall of meme shirts, and I turned around and was like, that store is not for me. I don't have any weird. I don't remember the name of the store. I just don't remember the name of the store, but there used to be a store that I'd get my toys from because it was really, really cheap, and they were all like, like, like rip off toys. I remember getting a Beyblade that was twice the size of normal Beyblades, and you had to put like the (laughs) ripcord. Like at the bottom of the Beyblade, <laughs> and like that just sounds and like you, you just bought like an antique top. And yeah, not a Beyblade. It, it was basically that, but it was like red plastic, and it had like a drawing oh, of like a dragon, like a on, dragon on the top. On it. Yeah. yeah, and I remember, Ooh. I remember like going to my friends at school, being like, "I have one, finally to play with you," and they were just like, "You can't use that. That's not real." Oh come on, <laughs> it's not regulation. <laughs> Not right. It was also it was also twice the size of all of theirs, and it was like it would spin ten times faster. That just means that they need to get bigger ones. It's an arms race. It's a fucking competition. <laughs> what? Like my top is bigger. My you have better. to go get a bigger one than me. Uh, I I like. I wonder. I wonder because of that stuff. If there's like if there are kids who will go on Steam and buy like the ripoff version of real games because they're cheaper. Oh, for sure. Without I, a doubt. I that's like the that's like the the online version of that basically like Yeah, I mean I mean that happens all the time with free games like you know there'll be I mean now, nowadays auto. I guess that was more of a thing when we were kids I guess nowadays there are lots of free games that are like actually huge yeah. money makers but like back back in the day it was like ah shit I can't I can't buy this first person shooter i can't buy call of duty i guess i'll go online and play like america's army or something because it's free (laughs) i i think they're not buying games the knockoff versions of games on steam you know what i think they're doing i think they're playing the one-to-one roblox version i was about to mention that yeah there's just like crazy shit that like that's the thing nowadays if, if you're a kid and you have a decent computer there's more games than you know what to do with you don't need a single dollar 
Yeah, you play that shit yeah, for free. You might, yeah, you can't afford Battlefield, but Battlefield Battlefield Five is in Roblox, bro. You know what's extra fucked up is I played Roblox as a kid, and it was just like a janky like digital Lego, and I had fun. Yeah, but if yeah, it was as complex, as if it was nearly as complex as it is now, I would never have needed a Steam game. Yeah, Ever. just play it all for free. You can just you can just play like a one to one replica of Call of Duty in Roblox. That's that wild. was that that's been out for years. And that when I found out about that back in like 2017, that shit blew my mind. I was playing Roblox in 2007, and like the coolest thing you could do in Roblox was play like paintball in a field made out of a bunch of like rectangles, and like the paintball guns would just shoot a sphere in the direction you clicked. <laughs> it didn't matter where you clicked or where you aimed; it would go anywhere. The there was like a there was a there was a blue rectangle that represented a river in the back, and if you stood <laughs> on it, it would push you around the map, and you could find a secret rocket launcher, and it was fucking awesome. Uh, and now it's like insane what you can do in Roblox. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Rosa Cura asks, "Is there a favorite AI dungeon story you've been a part of?" And this makes sense because we've all been a part of that. Bar none, my favorite one was the uh, like McDonald's fucking conveyor the belt hamburger, Q belt, hamburger story. belt story yeah that was a yeah, strong contender for sure <laughs> i uh i only i i remember two or three the ones i remember the most are, are the spongebob patrick die like ten, <laughs> like eight times there. in a row yeah. Patrick die under a rock patrick yeah. poisoned by witches <laughs> uh, teleformed here sponge. The, I, I, we, we were talking about this a few weeks ago scorpion i remember the other one you mentioned was the the sunday school story yeah, yeah that is my app that is my absolute favorite because like just for that one sequence i think we're it was like what we we're saying like it was like pineapple school or something like that and then like <laughs> and then and then jesus like, came to like scold us and say like pineapples are shit like just that yeah. moment, <laughs> there was that. There was like Mario's face melting out of the TV. Oh, yeah, like we th- we threw a basketball out the window, and Bob had to go get it and didn't come back for days. It was so, it's it was... so hard to pick, especially because like I think me and Wayne, out of everybody on the podcast, have been in like well, Wayne has been in literally every single one of them, and I think I've been in all of them <laughs> except for like maybe two, and it's like. There have been so many good ones. It, it's it's always fun because it always feels like every time we do another one of those streams, like it somehow tops the last one. Like it never, mm. it never gets old. At least old. one of them. Um, but I think that I think of recent memory, the ant one that we did, the ant we one pretended was great. to be ants. That one was really the good. The ants that found God. The ants that found God and then tried to kill God. That was that a great one was story. really good in recent memory. And then also, I have to agree with Gur that the that the Star Trek cheese burrip story that that one will hold a special place in my heart forever by being. Sure. I think the first time that AI Dungeon just made us all collectively die laughing. Yeah, like, that was we, we that was definitely one of the crazier on. things it's generated. Yeah. Um see, if you guys are all going for stuff from recent memory, I'll pick one from of old. Uh the like a long time ago before they had uh multiplayer in AI Dungeon, I did we b- b- friends were hanging out on the stream with me, but it was the uh the Dark Souls story where the antagonist's name was Lord Rostov and oh, it just yeah. was this like insane fucking like time travel plot of like trying to kill him and failing and then getting sent back in time and having to kill like Moigel Floygen who was turned into yes. a Dark Souls boss and I having to like this. and then having to get the shadow blade from I can't remember his name it was just like it was like a time loop like you made the blade and went back in time and like 
brought it back with you so that you could give it to yourself from the future. Like it, it was like a ridiculously complex plot. I think that was the same day as the Eminem pills story too. I think. Yeah, the, it was just it was, it was just a, it was like it was like both a genuinely cool kind of fantasy premise, but also it just it, ha- it has a hint of absurdity that ever stopped you from taking it seriously, and it was just really funny. Um, the other one, uh, shit, I, was, I just had it. I lost. It. I like the hell the Hell's Kitchen one that we did. Oh. The the fucking game show the the, the fucking game show one oh, we did yeah. a few weeks back where it, where it ended with like Trog is the winner Trog is dead in the chair everyone is clapping like <laughs> yeah the, that one was great <laughs> I think my favorite I think my favorite is the fucking like convey I wasn't there but I was watching it the con- like cheeseburger convey like any like <sighs> the, we will take yeah, turns the- placing hamburgers on a conveyor belt <laughs> whoever gets the most burgers like the rules of the contest were n- impossible it, it meant nothing yeah but the characters knew exactly what was happening that was before the dragon engine even that was like i remember there was one i don't remember what i don't remember all aspects of the story but it did like create a world that where it was like it was like a mega city where everything is a store like there are no it's like recent, no residential yeah. areas like it's like a mega city. There's like skyscrapers everywhere, but like everything is a store. Like everything. We had to go to a candy store and then like a clown that killed yeah. everyone at a party yeah. we were at when we were kids, but except for us came to finish the job. Yeah, or something like that. It was crazy. Someone ate all the grapes. I was, it's hard to remember the details. Neural networks have like this, you know, it, it's not new. They have like this weird dreamlike quality to them, but like, yeah, for AI Dungeon, it just works in their favor because, like, everything is so dreamlike. And it's, like, it's, you know, good comedy catches is supposed to catch you off guard, but that's all AI Dungeon does is, like, <laughs> things of things that you wouldn't think of because it is, like, it's as if, like, it's this entity of, like, collective dreams. So it's, like, it just keeps spitting out weird shit. It's good. I, I like, almost never go back and, like, rewatch our own stuff mostly because i'm too self-conscious about it but i will go back and like scrub through the old ai dungeon vods like people in the comments will helpfully put time codes for when the really stupid shit happens and i Mm -hmm. always just go through and and rewatch those on a like a maybe a every month or so because it's it's like it's so good and and so much stuff happens that honestly like you forget about a lot of the crazy shit and it's like you go back and you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot that this was just like a one-off plot point that just like was not brought up ever again and completely left my memory. We should really make like a best of compilation for all those. We're on stream like 12 now or something. Favorite recent moment uh, just of like one-off thing that happened in AI Dungeon was uh, an enemy baby appearing, Trunks character saying it wants to suplex it, and AI Dungeon not processing that it was an enemy baby and just made it die. Yeah. Just made it <laughs> splat on the ground. That. It was like, oh my god, that was not the intent. Oh, we did man. not just want to brutalize a baby. We thought it was going to be like a, a fight. Nope. We, uh, yeah, was that was great. the end of that story, too. <laughs> we couldn't yeah. go anywhere from there. Yeah, we just we, we had to just stop it there. Oh, at yeah. that point, at that point, your character was thrown in prison forever. Yeah, well, for that crime, they deserved it. <laughs> yeah, I think they very much did. So the question is: This is from Gremmy. If you were given full con- creative control over a series that's been running for longer than you've been alive, SNL, 
Nancy, The Simpsons, and so on, and we're tasked with one final production that finally lays its spirit to rest, what series would you choose to end, and how would you end it? I think that's a good one, because there's, like, this, yeah, like, like, there are a lot of things that have been running that longer than I've been alive that, like, need to die. They mentioned SNL. I think SNL needs to die. Yeah. It's kind of a hard question, though, because it's like the way that the question is posed is like, OK, I have to pick something that's been going on longer than than I've been going on. But it's like, do you think you could come up with something that could like because it, it kind of sounds like they want you to come up with something that will save a series like you like simpsons has, oh, has been bad for so long yeah, you up, need to like it bring it back for it one final, final amazing episode like i don't think i don't think i could come up with anything for the simpsons that could redeem it at this point like that seems hard if i, if I would okay i i would i would like i think the best idea for any of these for snl there's so much of the show put it in do to, to tie to tie into the last thing Put it through a neural network and let, like, let let the Simpsons decide for themselves what they want. We we must give to sentience to the Simpsons characters <laughs> through the power of AI, and they decide what they do. Okay, so Bob can do that in like fifteen years. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let, like, pick, how do they want it to end? I pick SpongeBob. Ooh. SpongeBob, SpongeBob is still going. going longer than you've been SpongeBob alive. No way. SpongeBob is still going, and I think doesn't matter. It's been going on for like a decade. More. It's been going on for SpongeBob a very long is time. SpongeBob is still going, and uh, I think uh, hmm, what would I do though is the thing. I just want to end it. I want to make it stop. Uh, make an episode where Dark Mister Krabs shows all <laughs> Bikini Bottom the evils of a of a long going show beyond yeah. the, the the fallen creator's wishes. Uh, and then Dark Mr. Krabs goes to Camp Coral and and removes it and wipes it wipes the slate clean. The, sl- the he goes to the Patrick show and takes Patrick and rips him out. And then Dark Mr. Krabs says it, it is t- it is the end times. I forgot that Patrick is getting his own show, a la Cleveland show. It is. <laughs> it's so fucked up because it just is the Cleveland show. And like, look how that went. Everyone fucking hated that. Like, no, like, oh my god. It's so bad. I like. I don't. I don't even care to make the last piece of it good. Just like the final episode of SpongeBob is just reruns of old season one through four SpongeBob episodes, and at the end, it's SpongeBob sitting on his couch watching the TV, and he's like, and he just says, "What happened?" And it then should it have stopped there. Uh, I pick The Simpsons, and then I redo the I redo the plot of the movie over a course of like four episodes. On the final episode, they don't save the town, and it's ex- it just blows up. They all die. So you're taking sort of a like Disney's dinosaurs approach, where in the end it, there's just a cataclysmic event and they they all perish. They just have to accept that they're dead, that it's over. They just have to learn to accept the end. What if you made Marijuana Simpson the episode? Yeah, that would be a good yeah. way. That would be a good way to to go out for the Simpsons. Is just just do the entirety of the marijuana like a Simpson. long art film for their final yeah. episode in marijuana simpson turn bart the general <laughs> I do into think a real taking episode. a comedy and having the last episode be like some kind of serious plot is a little like i feel like that's almost a little played out like i feel like people have done that but i do think taking a comedy and having the last episode be a bizarre art film version has not been done before and could be very <laughs> funny I was I was gonna I was gonna pick that kind of vibe. I was gonna pick uh 
WWE Raw because that's been running before I was alive. <laughs> that would be great. And I was going to make the last episode be in an arena, but completely dark, and the ring is like surrounded by candles, and there's someone playing a piano, and it's like aired in black and white as like they wrestle in silence. <laughs> Yo, that would honestly be sick. I that can we pitch this? And then at, at the very end of the program, John Cena goes up to the last candle and blows it out, and it cuts to black. <laughs> yes i'm totally into this idea i don't even think i can come up with anything better than that i'm trying to think occasionally occasionally cuts to vince mcmahon in a coffin at a funeral <laughs> he's like in a coffin but his eyes are still open but he's not moving like he's like looking around as as rose petals descend from the ceiling like falling they finally <laughs> they finally close as john cena blows out the last candle and it's just a really slow-mo vince mcmahon's eyes closing in a coffin yeah, <laughs> sort of a Blade Two kind of scenario. Yeah, yeah, just like Blade Two. Yeah, just like, just just like, like Blade, Blade 2. Two. Yeah, you know, whenever they made him close his eyes. Oh yeah, <laughs> but then they CGI. It, it looks like eyes that where him. they have to edit it, but they do it on purpose. Randy Orton comes in and takes his two fingers and forcibly shuts Vince's eyes. Then says <laughs> does some Gregorian chant. <laughs> This isn't from before you were born, but Robot Chicken. Yeah, that that, that, that still show going? just needs a yeah. mercy killing at this yes, point. Yes, it is still like, going. Yeah, you couldn't do anything with it to make it good. Wow, I'm, I'm like being surprised at all these shows that are still going. I think, okay, here it is. The final episode of Robot Chicken is just like, they don't actually animate it. They just like do it like the like kids do with their YouTube like, videos. Yes, they play with I would actually toys. fucking love that. And the camera flips around to Seth Green playing with the toys. They get an actual nine-year-old to play with the toys. Oh, that would be great. Hire a nine-year-old yeah. and just let him do whatever. Exactly. Like, there's no script. There's no written jokes. It's like, all right, you are you are nine years old. Here is literally, like, a box of, like, a hundred toys. Just do it, whatever you want. We will film it and turn it into a ten-minute episode. And, and you know what they do at the very end is... Uh, a, a sketch is cut off, and you hear Seth, put your toys away. It's time for dinner. And then, it, and then it zooms out from there, and it was the camera turns. The camera turns around, and then it's a, they do a they do a Saving Private Ryan transformation transition of <laughs> the nine year old aging to be an ancient Seth Green. Yeah. <laughs> it zooms out, and he was looking into a, a snow globe the whole time. Yeah, I thought you were going to do a Saint Elsewhere. Yeah, joke Saint Elsewhere like, type. Like all robot, all the entirety of Robot Chicken was just in like a very. Like me, like a very like a, a kid who knew how to swear. Yeah, a very crude child. Yeah, it was just like it was just a kid that swore a lot. Man, this idea, like, I, I, we're getting a little off topic from answering the question now, but like, that is like shows don't last long anymore. It's really like these old shows that like Robot Chicken, Simpsons, you know, like that are like hanging like SNL that die. are hanging out. Like now, the way most shows are made, like. Yeah, you get like maybe three seasons max, and then it's like over. Yeah, that's They're it. from an era where our attention spans were like better. I'm and trying to could... think of like also video game series that could go out with one big bang. This didn't. This oh, again, plenty of answers for that. Didn't exist before I was born. I kind of would love to be in charge of the last Kingdom Hearts game. I was gonna say the same thing because Kingdom it Hearts. would be like you have like all of these, like all of these disparate plot threads that have been building up over the course of a like a decade and a half and you are in charge of having to like take this tangled web of bullshit and like turn it into something that people will understand 
and you you like you have to end it. That would be such a a fun but difficult challenge to pull that series together in, in one final game. You want to know what I would do? In Kingdom Hearts games, the Disney worlds are all siloed, right? You go to the, you know, this world, you go to this world, you go to Atlantis, you go to like the 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 Pirates of the Caribbean world. The last Kingdom Hearts game is an open world game because all the worlds have been combined together and all the characters are just like loose in the same world. That'd be pretty cool. I'd play that. I love Kingdom Hearts. Do you have a Jedi fighting fucking Toy Story toys? It's it's like it's like the opposite. And now yeah, oh, like the world's the though. world's crossing yeah, the world's crossing over is a bad thing and you have to like stop Jack Sparrow from meeting Woody at all costs. Yeah. Like, you have to they, like roam around the map, other. you gotta make sure they don't walk into each other. This I've never played these games that this sounds ridiculous. That sounds like you just made it up. Kingdom Hearts on the outside looking in sounds like the most insane video game ever. Stop Woody from meeting Jack Sparrow. Kingdom Hearts from the inside is is crazy. <laughs> I've played every mainline Kingdom Hearts game. That story is batshit. And it's and it keeps getting crazier too. Kingdom Hearts 3 is the craziest it's ever been in my opinion. Is Kingdom Hearts not done? No. They set up for a done. sequel at the end of 3. They, there's the still fuck? more in there. It's crazy. They're literally still introducing new characters in that franchise. It's it's crazy. I need to play that. I have like the HD collection. I need to. Yeah, you, you may or may not Kingdom like Hearts it. I don't know. I tried to play it once, and it it started me off on that island tutorial, and I got yeah. sick of it after like fifteen minutes of still learning how to jump. A lot of the older games. It is a game. Kingdom Hearts One, I think, is a great game that I still love to play, and I plan to stream it a second time. But if you didn't play Kingdom Hearts yeah. One, it's kind of rough. It would be really hard to convince somebody to sit through the beginning. I very much enjoy playing it because because I think that there's entertainment value in wrangling these old shitty controls and like going through these like this like weird antiquated scripted sequences. There's a part in the game like you you didn't get past the island. There's a part in the game right after that where you're in a town and you have to find Donald and Goofy. The way you find them is just by walking around randomly hoping that different cutscenes trigger in certain areas. What? And you just have to do that. It's ridiculous. That's like the way to do it. Yes, like you just walk around and hope that you get to see Donald, Donald and Goofy walking out of a door. Like, that's all it is. Oh it my takes... god, I want to play that now, actually. There's several parts of that game where you progress by randomly walking around and hoping you walk into a cutscene trigger. It happens in the Tarzan level a lot as oh, well. Oh, it's even worse in the Tarzan level. Oh my god. Yeah, that shit is crazy. That sounds frustrating. Well, yeah, so I pick Kingdom Hearts. I wanna, I wanna end that story. I don't, I don't even care about the gameplay. Kingdom just Hearts let me have the script. gameplay. Well, no, just, just give it Kingdom Hearts two gameplay. Yeah, it'll just like, play like the good would. ones, and it'll, uh, <laughs> it'll, they'll, they'll like, they'll go to Disney Worlds, but then they'll also go to like, I don't know, I'll, I'll like buy other properties. They'll go to Twin Peaks. For if we're doing video games, I feel like Banjo. Oh yeah, for sure. I Banjo's would love that. Banjo's not ongoing. I'd say it's ongoing in that it will, it like stays around in spirits, putting him in yeah. other games without actually like doing anything. It's as ongoing as Mario, or no less ongoing than Mario. I'd say. But... I'd say. Look, there's Banjo on Switch. There's Banjo on Xbox. Mario's never been on Xbox. I think. Damn. All right. Banjo's doing right. better than Mario. I think. I take it back. <laughs> If Mario was on Xbox, then maybe maybe I would be right, but I think you're yeah. right. All right. All right.
It's summer. We got to get out there and enjoy the hot summer sun. We got to hit the waves. What's your first what's your first and final summer activity after this podcast? Uh I'm going I'm going on vacation. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to eat up. two corn dogs at the same time. There's a really deep oh. puddle outside my driveway. I'm going to go roll around in it. I want to well, I I want a corn dog. I want to get corn dog now too. You don't want to play with the puddle with me? No, I want a corn dog. We could play with the puddle with the corn dogs. I'd like a corn dog. <laughs> a little bit of a summer treat. You dip the corn dog in the puddle. I think uh, I just want to lay on the grass and not try not to fall into the sky. Whoa. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, hold on I'll tight. have to hold on. You better hope that grass is deep. Deep roots. Or I'll just put a, a lot of rocks in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Those summer rocks. <laughs> Heavier than winter Let's rocks. Go! Do we have anything to summer! plug? Are we plugging? Or if we you just want to win- enjoy your summer vacation, because we are not just enjoying the outside world, we are inside playing games and making videos and funny stuff for you on the regular. We've got a whole Twitch team. I am twitch.tv slash TV on all websites, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and my friends. Oh, oh, that was a setup. Oh, that was a set. It was a setup. Go. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm Balp on Twitch and YouTube and Twitter. Go look for me. B a a u l p. Wait, you probably already know that. Fuck. That's how you spell <laughs> it. Oh, what? That's how you say it. I thought That's it was smell Bulp it? this whole time. W a y n e r a d i o t v. Uh, you can find me Earth, on. Spell your names. You can. You. Can, I don't want to spell it, but I will. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at at Trogort, T-R-O-G-O-R-T, and I'm also on Twitch as T-R-0-G because somebody took my name. And I'll fight them. We need it back! You can find me on most places as Mastergur. I am... I am... Uh, on Twitch and on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Patreon sock sock pens on youtube scorpy but not the minecraft channel oh shit <laughs> that's a different <laughs> that's a different it scorpy it's so fucked up there is a minecraft youtuber named scorpy with like millions of subs <laughs> and his videos hey hey i it might be in bad taste for us to call out other creators uh scorpy i think your videos suck i think they're shit damn uh we're never getting him as a guest now my goal in my in this like career is to get as many people to think that I'm that Scorpy <laughs> Trick as possible, because I, I love new versus pro videos on Minecraft. So <laughs> His videos do suck. That's the thing. I'm not even exaggerating, because they're, they're, he's a million subscriber YouTube uh, Minecrafter, with his videos target, like, his target demographic <laughs> is babies. All his videos are, like, making a uh, cut, m- cut new versus imposter building robots. New versus pro, who can build him. a house we faster? We gotta get out of here. Uh, who can, who can be a hacker in survival? Who can tear an apple apart? Who can end this podcast? I know how I can end it. Do it. Summer ending. Here we go. Oh, shit. Nah, you should have turned off the mic for that. End it. End it. End it. I forgot. What do you wait? I forgot. I forgot. Hold up. Hold up. Sounds of the ocean. Fuck. I had such an. Oh, wait, wait. Val told me not to do this. Oh. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no.